Welcome to the Keep Texas Red podcast, where we discuss the importance of true conservative values. Follow us on KeepTexasRed.org. And now, here's your host, campaign strategist and political commentator, Joseph Vargas. So many of you will remember last year when the Biden bus came to Texas, a group of Trump supporters were following it on the freeway. Eight months later, some of these people are now being sued in federal court. Joey Lynn Massaros is one of these persons. She's a stay-at-home mom. Her husband is a plumber who was exercising her freedom of speech. So welcome to the Keep Texas Red podcast, Joey Lynn Massaros. Thank you, Joe. I'm excited to be here today. I appreciate you giving my family a platform where I can share our story and our truth, or we've had a very difficult time accomplishing that in conservative media. Well, it's wonderful that you're here and we are here to help you in any way we can. So first of all, now during the time of the bus incident, were you new to politics or had you been involved in politics for a while? That is such a great question. Brand new, brand new to politics, really wanting to figure out how to get involved and wanting to have fun while doing it. And so what a slap in the face to find out after exercising free speech that that would result in a federal level lawsuit with triggered politicians. Now, we know you have a pending court case. Uh, So without jeopardizing your court case, what can you tell us about that day? Well, that day, you know, we were actually both home, my husband and I, because he just had his tonsils removed a few days prior and he was recovering from that. And so I saw a Facebook post at the last minute that the Biden-Harris campaign bus would be driving through Texas and that a small Trump train was forming in our area, much like many were throughout Texas as the bus was driving through Texas from the south tip up to Austin. And so it was an opportunity for us to show our support uh, for President Trump And, you know, we thought we'd get some cool pictures, maybe make the news because our Trump trains at that time had been making national news for just the sheer size. In New Braunfels, Texas, uh, and the San Antonio Alamo City Trump train, there were thousands of Trump train patriots driving around exercising free speech many, many days out of the week during early elections. So it really was nothing new for us to drive out with our Trump flags on. We did that a lot. It was just exciting to do it with the Biden-Harris campaign bus because while they're exercising their free speech with a billboard-sized bus, we were larger in number because we have a greater turnout because more people care you know, about President Trump. And so we just wanted to get some cool pictures and really show our turnout. And so it was very surprising for us to find out from mainstream media eight months later after a national press release had gone out that the Biden-Harris campaign staffers, White House staff, and Democrat politicians that were on that bus were suing us in federal court under the Ku Klux Klan law of 1871, claiming that our plan and intention was to band together on a public highway to suppress minority voter rights. They also claimed that we had premeditated a plan to assault and run the bus off the road. All of these are lies. They're frivolous and malicious lies. None of that ever happened. We were simply exercising free speech exactly like they were. So it's really surprising to find out we were isolated from our group, separated from the pack, sued in federal court as individuals under this law with no criminal charges. This is a civil matter. So really, these are just upset, offended, 
people that want to be financially compensated from average Americans who disagree with them politically. So, Julian, who exactly is suing you and what are they suing you for? So we have four or five people that are suing us. We have former state senator, Texas state senator, Wendy Davis. She also ran for governor against Greg Abbott in prior elections. We've got David Ginz, who works uh, for Kamala Harris in the White House. We have Dr. Eric Cervini. He's an author and influencer. D uh, Tim Holloway, the bus driver. And then there's an unnamed Biden-Harris campaign staffer on the paperwork. And it is unclear to me if that individual is suing us or is a key witness. Uh, I'll have to get back with you on that. So now you mentioned the uh, Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871. So for our listeners that may not know what this is, this was actually created to enforce the uh, 14th Amendment by eliminating any violence against any of the freed slaves. So the, the irony of this, Jolene, is that the Democrats who insist on illegal votes being counted are actually now deceitfully complaining about voter suppression. So how do you see that? Absolutely. Yeah, the party of the Ku Klux Klan was the Democrat Party, and that law was put into place by Republicans who were working together to help people of color work, get jobs, go to school, and trying to keep them safe from the Democrats who did not want people of color to be able to do those things independently. So for them to be suing us under that law merely for exercising free speech and claiming that flying a Trump flag or American flag is enough to suppress voter rights, that is completely insane. You know, in my opinion, the Democrat Party is always gaslighting and saying that the conservatives are doing exactly what it is that they're doing. And if anything, they are suppressing conservative voter rights by scaring and intimidating conservatives from exercising free speech, wondering if somebody flies a Trump flag, if they'll be the next person getting bankrupted in federal court. Julian, it's very clear, I think, that this is really a case where the Democrats are trying to make an example out of you to uh, try to silence other conservatives into expressing or using their freedom of speech. So how are you preparing for this spiritually and emotionally? Yeah, thank you for asking me that question. It has been extremely challenging, spiritually specifically, but with great, you know, struggle comes great reward. Um, so, you know, God has been faithful to keep us encouraged with kind supportive words from fellow patriots, uh, those who support our fundraiser and help us fight this fight. You know, it is it is imperative to start our day reading the Bible and praying for strength and energy because there's like this black cloud that follows our family around just dealing with this, worrying about it, and really wanting to make sure we don't get caught up in that and giving that to God. We know that's exactly what they want. They want to beat us around like a pinata. They want to make us an example. They want us to feel burdened, exhausted, drained, tapped out, and they want to squash us. And we want to make sure that we are louder than ever bold and courageous in the face of tyranny. And we stand up for not just our family, but the American people's right to free speech. And so it is imperative that we depend on God for that strength. It's just not something that we can come up with on our own. But it really has driven us to um, being completely dependent on God and seeing his faithfulness at work while we go through this process. You know, he doesn't promise us an easy life, but he definitely provides for us perfectly as we need it. And it has developed quite a bit of character, but also um, a new passion in us for advocating for free speech rights and helping other Americans 
you know, to exercise those with confidence. And hopefully one day we plan to start a fund where we can help other Americans defend their constitutional right to free speech. When it's, when it's, you know, in a situation like ours, uh, especially with weaponizing the judicial system against average Americans, we have yet to find a nonprofit or a group that would help us financially equip ourselves to fight this fight. Every popular First Amendment rights group or free speech group really specializes and focuses on religious freedoms way more than free speech in regards to politics. So we feel like there's an opportunity there for us to do something special for the American people as our rights come more under fire every day. So Julian, have you reached out to any of the Texas elected officials or have any of the elected officials in your district or across the state reached out to you with any support? Oh man, <laughs> um, we have reached out to many. Uh, I will say that Chip Roy's office, uh, our congressman who also ran against Wendy Davis, who is suing us, uh, one of the plaintiffs suing us, he and his office have been supportive to stay in contact and get updates, um, really hoping for more in, in that we would get our story shared maybe with connections they have via news outlets or medias like that. Uh, that hasn't really happened yet, but I will say they have been the most communicative and supportive. Uh, we reached out to Ted Cruz's office and got a letter back in the mail stating they did not wish to get involved. Um, Greg Abbott in a town hall meeting, our governor said uh, that the case had been dismissed when in fact it has not been dismissed. Joe, we filed for dismissal under the pretense that these Democrats have not met the basic requirements of filing this lawsuit under that law. They have not proven that we had any racial animus, uh, yet it's continuing to move through the law system, which is very concerning. And the judge denied our motion to dismiss after making us wait another eight months and spending $50,000 in legal fees waiting for this answer. He denied our motion to dismiss. We're going to trial, trial by jury in federal court. And so for Governor Greg Abbott to say that our lawsuit was dismissed to a group of activated conservatives in the Texas area that would have been ready to help had they been informed properly of what's going on, it's devastating to our cause that we do not have the support we need from our elected officials. You know, Joey Land, this is one of the reasons that I always advocate that we need courageous conservatives to be elected into office so that when circumstances like these arise where one of our citizens needs the help, these people would actually rise to the occasion and actually support. Otherwise, you would get a lot of people that are spineless. And when things like these happen, they usually put their head in the sand, which is something that we don't want. So I think this is a good time to mention that this is one of the reasons where we need to elect courageous conservatives, Republicans to office so that when we need them to actually be there for us. Uh, because as you're seeing right now, you know, the Democrats, they stick together. They work as a team, they collude, and they're not afraid to attack because they usually know that they're going to get very little resistance from the Republican or conservative side. So what I would like to tell the audience right now is if you know any elected officials in Texas that can help Joelyn Massaros and her family, reach out to them, tell them about the case, and we're going to leave all your contact information on here as well. And with saying that, do you have a website where people can actually find out more about the case, where people can help you? Yes, Joe, that's a great way for people to help. Thank you for mentioning that and encouraging your viewers to help us that way. We have created a website called freespeechdefender.com, freespeechdefender.com. On that website, it tells our story. It has a link to our fundraiser. It has legal updates. 
Our media tab will show past interviews and you know opportunities where we've shared our story and a contact tab if people would like to reach out to us with questions or encouragement. On the main page, you'll see a link that says join our family of defenders. And we just want to extend the opportunity to fellow Texans and fellow Americans and actually people around the world have been showing their support. Joining our family of defenders essentially means you believe in what we're doing so much to defend free speech that you're willing to either pray with us or donate financially to us. And in that way, we link arms and join together to fight this fight together for future generations. And so that join our family of defenders button launches you to our website a fundraiser, which is through Give, Send, Go. And there's an option there to either pray with us or for us or to donate. That's freespeechdefender.com. So, Joey Lynn, since you were new to politics when all this happened, how do you see politics now? Are you still as interested in being involved? Do you, do you feel disappointed? Or what is your view? Wow, nobody has asked me that yet. Oh, I am a little bit disappointed in how far gone we've allowed our freedoms to get. Um, and I didn't realize that was happening. Since I was new to politics, I was very naive and very oblivious. You know, I was rapidly learning about indoctrination in the school system. I now homeschool my son. Um, you know, I didn't understand how important it was to get involved or to speak up and how greatly it would impact me that I had not. Uh, so I think it's twofold. I am disappointed to learn the things we've learned, especially to see you know, Democrat politicians weaponizing the law system against average Americans. It's it's really shocking. And I hate that it's happening to our family, but it has motivated us to get more involved and to care more in politics. I would love to have a future in politics after this is, you know, behind us. That's something that my husband and I are both very passionate about um, because you're right. We need the right people. We need passionate people that are elected. Uh, and we have too many complacent people that are earning a paycheck or more about their public status or, you know, it's just they're not really fighting for us and it shows. So what would your message be, Joey Lane, to other people, not just in Texas, but across the country that perhaps are afraid to voice their love for this country or to express their freedom of speech to just show their support for the conservative values because of incidents like this. Right. I know that it's easy to be more discouraged or to feel more affirmed in not exercising your free speech boldly when you see something happening to us like this. But I would say to take heart and to do it anyways. I think it's because we have been so lax and not standing up that my family is in the position that it's in. And we're not afraid to fight this fight. We just need the support to do it. And I feel like when we see the show of support coming behind us from other patriots in a situation like this, that can be encouraging to people that if they find themselves in a similar situation, patriots will rally around together to help get them through this. Um, but, you know, it's it's too much for one person to take on their own. You definitely have to be walking hand in hand with God in something like that. Our First Amendment right all of our basic rights come from God, you know, our inalienable rights. And so uh, to me, it's a hand in hand relationship that while we're exercising our God given rights, we're depending on God to continue providing for us and for his perfect provision. But I would say this is the time to be excited, um, motivated, encouraged, encouraging other people to speak up, to find ways to get involved and to make sure we're not 
the silenced majority because that's what's happening. We're not the silent majority by choice. We are getting silenced by censorship and tyranny and you know backlash and we have to push back to reestablish our freedoms and nobody else is going to do it for us. It is our job. So was there a Joelene Massaro's before the bus incident versus a Joelene Massaro's after the bus incident? I love your questions. They are so thought provoking. Oh, yes. Uh, I am a very different person. I don't think my friends or family can hardly recognize me. Um, you know, what brought me to politics was actually the end of some some friendships and relationships. It was during the early election that I had some at the time close friends who would say things like, well, anybody who votes for Trump is a racist or anybody that's white is a racist. And they'd have these conversations in front of me and say things like, you don't get to comment on this because you're white. You have white privilege, so you don't understand. And I would just think, I really wish I could tell y'all what I'm thinking. I really wish I could tell you that isn't true for me. Or my mom's family immigrated from Italy. My dad's family immigrated from Spain. Like, why don't I have a voice? Why don't I get to love the freedoms in America or understand the difficulties of life and the hardships I've experienced as being, you know, relatable to yours? And I would come home and my son, who's 11, would, you know, he'd hear me talking about it to my husband and say things like, well, why don't you just tell him how you feel, mom? And I'd say, well, I'm afraid they won't want to be my friend. And then it was like, well, why do I want to be friends with these people if they don't even know who I am and I can't exercise, you know, my opinion when I'm around them comfortably? And my son is helping me identify this. I, as a parent, should be teaching this to him, right? And so it just really, like, helped open my eyes that I need to be stepping up and determining what's important to me and being loud and bold about it. So I went to the uh, conservative club headquarters. I got some Trump flags. Trump signs, put them in my yard, put them on the car, and we joined the Trump train. I started posting about it on social media. And I'm, you know, in the past, I've really been a people pleaser, really friendly, really easy to get along with, very agreeable. So all my friends are posting back, you know, like, what are you posting? How could you do this? How dare you? I didn't know you were a racist. You know, these kind of responses. And I just thought, this is crazy. This is exactly why I didn't want to tell people how I felt because they'd act like this, but that's not my problem. That's their problem. So I lost a lot of those friendships, but I've gained so many new, meaningful and important friendships where now I get to be myself and I get to have conversations that are deep and rich with people who have similar values as us. And so um, I'm a very, very different person now, but I love it. So if something's on my mind, I want to be able to say it and I will not be silenced about it. So when I say I'm more passionate than ever, I mean it. You know, I think there is a probably two things that we can learn from this incident Number one, as I mentioned already, that we do need to get elected officials that are going to actually stand up for us, stand up for the citizens of Texas like they're supposed to. That's one of the responsibilities. And number two, that we need to help stand up for other people when they're going through something like what you're going through. There's a story I heard a while back about during the Nazi Germany. There is a lot of Christians in church while they were taking the Jews out to the uh, concentration camps. And while they were being carried away, they were yelling for help. And the only thing that the churches were doing were just singing louder. If Americans and Texans at this point, we don't realize what is going on, how they're attacking us. And a lot of us may choose to be silent because it's not us today. It will eventually be us tomorrow or one of our family members. So it's very important for all of us 
to stand up for people that are being attacked by the left, like in your case, Julian. So we admire your strength very much. And you are really an example to so many of us to stand up. And we really encourage you to do that. Yes, that was beautifully encouraging. Thank you so much for blessing me with those words. My website or our family's website is freespeechdefender.com. Freespeechdefender.com. We're going to encourage everybody to go to the website, find out more about the case, and actually help the Masaros family in any way that you can financially or with prayers. So, Joellen Masaros, thank you so much for being on the Keep Texas Red podcast. Keep us updated. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming alongside of us in your show of support and helping share our message. May God bless you richly. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Keep Texas Red podcast. Follow us on keeptexasred.org.